Hi everyone and welcome to All Wakey Aren't We? I'm Cy Boyle and this is my review of our match against Glass Out and Welfare. 26th of September, Wakefield AFC 3, Glass Out and Welfare 1, in front of a crowd of 325. The starting 11 for this match in goal, George Bristol. Back four of Aaron Pilkington, Jack Durkin returning. Corey Woodward and Callum Charlton. Midfield pair, Danny Ewell and Jaden Sandu. Attacking midfield, Seb Losa, Billy Mole and Ollie Rodriguez-Green. And up front, uh, a debut for Oliver Clark, who's a young lad that um, trained for the first time with the team on Thursday. It was so impressive um, that Gabe put him straight in for his debut uh, in this match. And um, we didn't even have Ash Flynn on the bench and Jake Morrison's away on holiday, so there's quite a bit of responsibility for him uh, for him up front, but he gave a good showing for himself. Didn't get on the score sheet, but uh, but did well. Uh, substitutes used, Kieran Cissé, Nathan Hawkhead, and Edward Busfield. So, the match itself, um, quite an entertaining one. Bit of everything to discuss in this one, really. Uh, we've got goals, we've got a comeback from behind, we've got a sin bin for one player, quite a lot of yellow cards, there was a bit of a a scrapping at one part and a red card, uh, penalties denied, and a fairly useless referee again. But we do get those from time to time, don't we? Because they're quite a mixed bag to discuss. For a start, um, warning to fans, don't put hot cups of Bovril on the wall next to the pitch. Um, one, of, uh, one of my friends, Stephen, unfortunately did that, and the ball hit, uh, hit the cup, sent it all over him. And unfortunately, he did get burnt by it. Thankfully, not seriously. Um, and so, on behalf of him, I just want to say thanks to everyone who helped him out. Um, he is uh, recovering well, thankfully, but um, not the great start to the evening for him uh, doing that. So, it is one of those things where, on that side of the pitch, where the, where the scoreboard is, you can get really close to the action, um, but sometimes you can probably get a bit too close. So, to the match itself. Um... We didn't start great, I have to say. Uh, it was two minutes into the match, uh, even though it says eight minutes on the NCEL website. It was two minutes in um, when Glass Outen played in their one of their forwards down the left left channel. Uh, his shot when he got into the box was blocked by George in goal, but somehow between George and I can't remember which defender it was, but one of the defenders, they somehow managed to. I'm going to say fluff the ball into our own net. It, it, it was an error. Um, we'd sort of blocked the shot and between the two of them, they were trying to clear it and, and end up putting it into our own net. Um, I think the goal on the website was credited to the glass out and player, but his shot was saved before it then um, went across the line as we were trying to get rid of the ball. Not the best of starts for us, but I've discussed previously in these in, in some recent ones how our mentality has has not been to crumble at these parts, and, and we have to, you know, look look back at last season, and some of the games where we conceded early, we never got back into the game. Um, but we did again get back into this, weren't we? 
put it behind us, control, alt, delete, reset, and went again at them. And from that, I think we had a really good game, to be fair. There were parts where we weren't fantastic, and there were parts where they had chances, but you're going to get that in any, in any game. Um, but we were certainly the deserved winners on the night. Uh, the next, it was an equaliser on eight minutes. So it wasn't long that they had the lead for, to be fair. Um, but on eight minutes, Ollie was fouled. And this, this is the, one of the contentious parts as well. He was fouled as last man. So we thought at first, penalty from where I was standing. And certainly people nearer to it have said it was definitely inside the box. So it should have been a penalty. And... If it's a penalty, then because of the sort of the double jeopardy thing, they don't tend to give the red card. But he gave a free kick outside the box and didn't send off the player that did the uh, did the foul, give him a yellow, even though he was last man. So that's the start of the referee kind of setting his standard, if you like. Um, so yeah, we didn't get the penalty that we we should have got, and nor did the player get a red card. But we did get the goal. And it was uh, Danny Ewell that scored that with a uh, with a free kick. I apologise at this point because I actually missed the free kick itself when it was taken. Um, I should be, obviously, especially reporting for you guys, I should be keeping my eyes on everything that's happening on the pitch. But at the time, I was actually mid-discussion with someone on where I want to sit in the new stand that was opposite us um, once it's completed. Um, so in future, I'll make sure that I'm not discussing other things and that I'm actually focusing on, on the goal. But yeah, Danny scored... Uh, with a with a free kick and leveled the score for us. Um, I heard it sort of bounced a couple of times before it went into the net, but uh, every goal counts, and certainly uh, an equaliser was much needed at that point. And we continued to have a lot of, obviously, like I say, it was Ollie that was fouled for that. And we sent, had a lot of chances down the right that he was creating. Um, I think it was. I can't remember if it was a foul on him, or it was, but it was certainly another attack down that side that started another move where we won a free kick um, not far from their goal uh, on 20 minutes uh, and they decided to argue that a little bit too much and had one of their players sent into the sin bin uh, for a 10-minute cool-off period. Um, there were quite a lot of yellows in this game, I think. Probably not as, as much as we saw in the Selby match, but um, yeah, another referee who was sort of dishing out slices of cheese as uh, as often as he could. And we continued to attack. We didn't score from that free kick, but we continued to plug away. Um, there was a chance where Ollie ran down the right and fired over the bar. Billy had a great shot saved. Um, the best chance before we actually did go ahead um, was Ollie going down the right, crossing into Seb, who was unmarked in front of goal. Goalkeeper had come out towards Ollie, so it was it was sorry Seb, it was an open net, mate. And uh, as he got to the touch, he 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 went over the bar. Um, and it's one of those where everyone would say it looks easier to score, but you put yourself in that position, and it probably isn't to be fair, because you've got probably too much time to think about it. And um, his first time shot went over the bar rather than unfortunately, but we did get the lead before half time. Six minutes before half time. And it was Billy Mole again on the score sheet. Um, time and time again, scoring for us and putting in fantastic performances. Ollie was again the creator of this one down the right wing where he was having a lot of uh, a lot of room and causing their fullback all sorts of trouble. Got a cross in for Billy who turned 
beautifully to shoot 2-1 up for us. Uh, and that's now 48 goals for him. Two more, and he's the first to reach the magic 50. Um, so, hey, gets a brace in the next match. Could even be then. So, 2-1 up at the break. Everyone uh, happy with how things were going. And um, I think it continued in, in the second half, to be fair. Nathan Hawkhead came straight on at the start of the second half for Corey, um, who had apparently had a bit of uh, an injury. I don't know if it was a knock or, or, or an injury, or, uh, but hopefully that's not too bad. Um, I haven't had any update on that one, but uh, hopefully it's not going to keep him out for too long. Ten minutes into the second half, we probably had the biggest talking point of the match, um, which was when Ollie Rodriguez-Green got sent off. And, yeah, we'd had an attack, got into their box. Um, keeper had got the ball, so everyone was going back upfield as, as they do, ready for him clearing it. And something started between their number six uh, and, and Ollie, I think, because they were getting up. I think they, they tangled. And the other, the, this number six for them really started in on him, ragging him around. Um, and just as we're drawing, trying to draw the ref, ref's attention to what the Glass Allen player is doing with our player... As the ref turns round, Ollie reacts to that and, and apparently threw, uh, threw a, either a, a punch or someone said a headbutt at this at this player, which given the size difference between the two, I mean, like this defender was like six foot four or something stupid. And like, if you've seen Ollie, he's not the tallest of players. Um, if, if you imagine Gianfranco Zola and Duncan Ferguson having like a scrap and Zola getting sent off and Ferguson not, it was, it was that sort of thing. From what they've said, for other people have said yeah, it, it was deserving of, of the red card for, for Ollie, but to not send off the number six who started it in the first place. Um, everyone was furious um, with the ref and the lino for that because even though the ref wasn't looking, the lino was there and could see it. Um, so yeah, between them, they really dropped the ball on that one. Whether it's right or not to send Ollie off, certainly the number six deserved it. Um and he definitely instead he got stick for the rest of the match um, from all over the pitch, um, from all over the ground by by fans um, because he shouldn't have been on the pitch really to be fair, um, and he got away with that one, and I'm sure he probably looked back and well, he, he might not agree to be fair he might think that he was he was fair but yeah he started it, um, and I think just the ref saw Ollie at the wrong time unfortunately but. Um, Chin up, lad. You'll you'll have your couple of games out and then come back firing, uh, and have more games like that. So don't worry about it. And really, I think the injustice of that, which was certainly felt by by the fans, rubbed off on the team because I think our level of performance stepped up even further after that. Um, we were putting in more tackles and we were starting to win the second ball. Now, you know, that's something else that I keep talking about quite a lot is is winning the loose ball, which we seem to sort of not do so much, but. Yeah, we, we really turned it up a gear once once we were down to 10 men. And we were then just playing without a strike effect. We were playing 4-2-3 um, and still being able to um, to keep them at bay. Um, 74 minutes into the match, we had the clearest penalty decision, I think, that any of us have seen. Billy hacked down on the edge of the box, 
not even given as a foul. So it's not even a case that he gave a free kick. Referee reacted, pointed sort of towards sort of where it was. So we thought, oh, he's pointing to the penalty spot. And then we have play on. Um, it baffled, absolutely baffled by that one. Uh, there was absolutely no, nothing to say that it, you know, the play didn't get the ball, completely took Billy out, and yeah, no penalty given. But we did get justice a minute later from that. Well, I'll say justice because we, we, you know, we probably probably would have been four one up. But our ten men continued to fight. We won a corner, and we went long with that this time because we do we do have a, this penalty for playing the short corners. But we went long. Went over everyone, to be fair. That was sort of the keeper of the defenders and everyone that was in the six-yard box. Dropped to the far post uh, where Jack Durkin was... Jack Durkin was lurking. There you go, that rhymes. Uh, Jack Durkin was lurking to finish with a sort of with a first-time shot into the empty net because the keeper was off his line. Um, beautiful finish, beautiful goal. And that was the win wrapped up for us. And at least it gets us back on track now, because after a couple of games where we'd stuttered in the, well, you know, we could say we're a bit unlucky to lose to Clay Cross, but on the on the day we didn't take our chances and they did. And then the loss to Beverly in the Cup, uh, at least we've come back firing with a great response, which is what we wanted. And in the ground, great atmosphere. I just want to say a personal well done to the fans um, on all three parts of the ground. Um Plenty of banter, plenty of chance. Apparently the goalkeeper... I was on the sidelines, down, down the length of the pitch, the sort of halfway line, but at the ends where their goalkeeper was, we had the usual sort of like giving... The, I think both ends in each half were giving giving the goal, their goalkeeper a bit of stick. And um, yeah, a good non-league atmosphere, which is what we really like. And it's going to be even better once we get into that new stand. Uh, apparently now it's... We were, we were looking at October before, but I think... We're, it's going to be mid-November on current updates for them to get it finished. But we really can't wait to get in there because once we've got a packed stand um, with a partisan Wakefield crowd, um, I think it's going to make for a great match atmosphere. So looking forward to that. In terms of the table, the result, the win, now puts us in fourth place. And... So we're still firmly in that, sort of in the playoff spots. Obviously, we'd like to be able to push for the title, but we're nine points behind leaders Wilmwell, or Wummel, who beat Shirebrook uh, in midweek. But we do have a game in hand, so effectively six points behind. But the team that's really um, lurking and uh, around that, that place is Parkgate. They've played eight and won eight. Um, they are a couple of games behind everybody else at the moment, but... Um, They've got a great winning record, so need them to uh, to come unstuck at some point as well, hopefully. Three games coming up um, are all against teams in the bottom half of the table. Um, and these are the games that, where we look and say, like, you know, we really need to be and should be taking points from these games. Um, we've got Brig on Saturday the 30th at home. And for those of you that were there last year, would remember this was the one where, when we're playing them at Featherston, we had the 91st minute winner or whatever it was, when Lucas Stubbs, from memory, scored a last gasp winner for us um, in a really a really good close match. Um, and they brought a lot of very, 
vocal fans as well. So hopefully we'll have a good atmosphere on uh, on Saturday for that one. Then Tuesday next week, we on the thir- uh, on the third of October, we're playing Athersley, and seventh Saturday the seventh of October is Wisborough Bridge away, uh, which last year was um, a very difficult pitch to deal with. So I wonder what it's going to be like this year. I don't know if they've made any improvements or not, but when we played there last year, it was across it was half sort of a furrowed field and half uh, a sand pit. Um, so, but I think that was obviously I think that was at the back end of the winter. So hopefully the fact that we're in at this part of the year, um, just coming into autumn, hopefully it's not going to be too bad. So three good matches for us to hopefully look forward to, and uh, we'll see how we get on with those ones. As always, please please feel free to follow us on X, formerly known as Twitter. I can't get used to calling it X. Does sound very strange, uh, and Facebook. At all wakey aren't we uh, we're on there so give us a follow any suggestions any requests um drop us a message and we'll certainly try uh, and include it if anyone wants any messages reading out um or even wants to to come on to have their say on a match catch me at a game um after you know after the match or whatever and i can certainly do that for you thank you once again for listening i'm cy boyle and we are all wakey aren't we